Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say. Yes, if you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. The Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we uh, we continue to roll along as best we can here. This is mm. this podcast is an endurance test at times. I would say. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I want to before we talk about this week's movie, I want to talk about an interaction we had on social media. <gasps> Yes. With yes. Uh, with uh, you know we we record these several weeks in advance this show. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about uh, a couple weeks ago we were doing our July Cage match uh, where mm -hmm. we were watching Nicolas Cage movies and we watched a little film called Stolen. If you recall this, mm -hmm. right? And uh, uh, on that episode we were talking uh, about the work of the actors in that and something we always talk about, you know, is is how rough it is to sit through these movies, right? Well, yes. something we don't often think about is what is it like to actually be in one of these movies? And oh look, when we do this show, I don't ever necessarily expect it to get to the people involved in the movies. <laughs> of course. But, man... Not that we're ever, like, vicious, no. you know, in our critiques. But but even, even if we aren't expecting it to get to the, those people, you know, we're still like... Yeah, we were understanding. But like boy, was I surprised when a uh, notification showed up that one Josh Lucas reached Whoa. out to us to talk about Stolen. And he just gave us a quick comment here. And here's what he had to say about Stolen. He said, one of the worst movies I have ever had the pleasure to make. <laughs> but he absolutely loved Nicolas Cage. Well, you know, it seems like Nicolas Cage is really easy to work with. Yeah. So, He's, uh, so that, yeah. that was what he said. But... Very fun to see one of the stars of a movie acknowledge with us that it is one of the worst films on his resume. 
Sure. And, you know, uh, I think we said this a lot doing the episode. Uh, we could tell that Josh Lucas was having a lot of fun with, That's with this what movie. I. That is what I said back to him. I did say it seems yeah. like you were having as much fun as you could with that insane character. Right, exactly. But he knows that. I mean, it is it is a thing we... Uh, one of the things I liked about hearing that from him was, uh, you know, it's something we talk about. It's like, do these people know that these aren't their finest things? And in I, his case, I mean, he did. Yeah, if they are, you know, grounded, uh, well-adjusted individuals, they I'm assuming they they all recognize what it is for. Well, and he's somebody is, who's so. been in really good stuff too. Yeah. So I think you yes. kind of know, you, you know, you know the quality when you're in quality stuff. You know, when he's on Yellowstone, that writing's a lot better than when he's on when he's yeah. in Stolen. So uh, I, yeah. I I very appreciate Josh Lucas reaching out to us there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So was, sweet. Yeah. Very very nice of him. So. Uh, uh, and and made me like him more. Once again, I'm like I I became more of a fan of him as an actor <laughs> that he would even bother to to say anything to our silly little show. So yeah, um, yeah, happy. To I'd see love that. to sit down with somebody who, who like actually like a long form like, yeah. a conversation with somebody who works on one of these because it's so interesting. I think that's, I think that's something uh, we're definitely looking to do in the future, and I think probably yeah. will uh, get somebody from the action shelf space on this mm -hmm. show at some point for an interview because oh, that uh, especially be, that's like people, a dream for this especially show, people who do know? these kind of movies regularly like what is it like because i'm yes. always thinking watching this week's movie i was thinking about this people who go from one of these to another one to another one who make four or five of these a year what is that experience yeah. like what is that career yeah. like because yes this this week on the show we did watch uh abduction uh yeah. what it was this 2019's abduction Yes. Um, not to be confused with once again, much like the previously mentioned stolen, there are many movies called abduction out there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. but we watched 2019's abduction, um, yeah. starring our boy, Scott Adkins. Oh, love Scott. We love, love Scott. Him. And I will say regards what we're about to say about this movie. Still love Scott. Still love Scott. Oh yeah, definitely. I was constant. Maggie and I were constantly referring to the fact that Scott, might be the only reason to watch this movie. A hundred percent. He had. He's bringing a natural charisma to a truly abysmal script. Um. So I, not everything's working that he's doing. He, but like this was my perception watching the movie. This yeah. felt like a sci-fi channel movie that had one hundred percent that was raised in quality by the presence of Scott Adkins and through Scott Adkins some really good fight scenes. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Some real hand-to-hand -hand fight scenes. Great stuff. Anytime they weren't fighting, this movie is abysmal and unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but when they're fighting, yes. legitimately rules. Pretty good. Be because yeah, yeah, also, good stuff. Good not, stuff. I mean, I, the other reason to watch, I think the other reason to watch is Andy On, who's the other lead yes. in this, who is also an excellent martial artist and a pretty decent actor. I, I would... I would love to see him in something with a better script. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if that had to do with with the like sort of stilted performance. Uh, well, I'm, I'm very I'm, hesitant to just say he he was bad at. The, it's at interesting the though. I mean, maybe it. it just speaks to because I thought maybe he's not as good as Adkins, but I thought they were pretty good, and I thought literally everyone else was horrible, actively horrible in this movie. Yeah, like really yes. bad. Um, like, Andy on though um, is a guy who's you know he's also. I'm sure we'll get around to some more movies of his because he's done a lot mm -hmm. of martial arts films. In fact, I mean, I lo loved all of his his fight scenes. Uh, oh, really incredible! Good, so. Incredible! Yeah. Um, yeah. 
he's in a great martial arts movie I like called True Legend. Uh, and mm-hmm. he and Scott Adkins are actually reteaming in this from Black Mask Two, um, oh. which okay. uh, which is the if anyone remember, I'm a big fan of the first Black Mask with Jet Li. That was the Donnie Yen, or no, no, uh, it's thinking? Jet Li. You're thinking of, um, oh, what is the Legend. name of? The- Legend of the of, Mask. Yeah, I think it's Legend of the Mask. Oh, okay, which is a similar. Okay. He's got a similar look in that. Okay, uh, gotcha. Um, Legend of the Mask. Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yes. Black Mask Two. Uh. Mm-hmm. They were in that. Uh. Andy on also in Michael Mann's Black Hat and uh, Jackie Chan's oh, cool. new Police Story. So I mean, really good. Once again, martial art. Martial artist. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean once again what can you do with this part as you're saying uh but uh good lord yeah this movie though i mean it's it's almost weird this movie has as much martial arts as it does because other than that it's a pretty shitty and dumb alien movie yes yes it doesn't mesh it doesn't combine the two main things of this movie which is martial arts film and aliens very well and anytime those two come together it feels so strange because because like as soon as Scott Adkins started busting out with the martial arts here, I was going, oh shit, oh, okay, we're in, we're in like a martial arts movie. Then we'd mm-hmm. spend twenty minutes doing gobbledygook sci-fi. I'm going okay, and then we're back to kung fu. I'm like, shit, what is this thing? I don't yes. know. This movie's a mess. Yes. This movie's objectively it is a, a mess. Huge mess. I think sci-fi original is the correct uh, annotation. That was for this. the vibe. It's definitely the the yeah. script definitely has that vibe. The subject the matter, the CG. And this yeah. comes to us from director Ernie Barbarash. Now, that name sounds familiar, does it not? It does sound familiar, That's yeah. because this is the third film of his, I believe, that we've done. What? Let's see here. One, two, three. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, right. Assassination Game. Assassination Which was actually game? pretty good. Pound of Flesh. Right. And now this. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. And, uh, and, and I think there are more upcoming that we have of his, too. Man, Assassination Games really feels like an outlier here. It really does. Know? It really does. And actually, even Pound of Flesh looks better than this. This one looks oh, yes. really bad. Well, you know, we were obviously excited going into this because of Scott Adkins yep. and uh, <laughs> the loose affiliation with Roger Corman. Yeah, but, I uh, don't know how. I mean, not that. I mean, Roger Corman is sort of the king of the the B movie, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much real involvement Roger Corman had in this thing. This feels very Tom Cl- slap Tom Clancy's name on it. Yeah. Broken. And also like executive yeah. producer, Roger Corman now in his nineties. I mean, the guy is still very much with it. I was actually just reading an interview with him the other day. Um, That's good. Uh, but I just, I, I think he's like semi retired and uh, yeah. you know, I I, I I love the man, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a distinct Boy. turn in his career where he starts executive producing a lot of the uh, uh, sci-fi channel movies. Uh, yeah. And it's sort of like, how much is he really like there on set? He no longer actively writes or directs anything. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, so this, because uh... this doesn't have the... Um, I mean, Corman made schlock, but Corman made fun schlock. This doesn't have that. It doesn't have the sheen of, we just did a Roger Corman movie over on Meet the Monsters that was a blast. Mm -hmm. Like, it was very low budget and dumb, but it was so much fun. This doesn't have that Corman, like, we're just having a good time. I will say, this movie 
doesn't have the self-seriousness of like a lot of the movie no. like a lot of the worst movies we watch no no this in, is in not this, this is not podcast. awful but i mean this movie is objectively terrible it but... is it is awful but it's it, it there is a level of entertainment to get from it because yes it, it is, is so outrageous it is so not, silly yeah the self-seriousness it's not grim and gritty like a lot of stuff yeah. we watch which makes it real hard to sit this is not a hard yeah. sit it's just this is bad it's just um, bad, yeah. But it's also not hilariously bad. This is not, you know, uh, uh, Hammerhead or uh, Frankenfish <laughs> territory. Yes, that's uh, true. As much as you wish uh, that was the case. Who's our writer on this? Mike McLean. Uh, writer of, ooh, favorite of ours, Shark Sharktopus. Um, oh, classic. This guy wrote Sharktopus. He also wrote Dino Croc versus Super Gator. Uh-huh. Uh, Piranaconda. So that those are the first three scripts he has. Attack of the Fifty Foot Cheerleader, which I have seen. So, the, so the, there was an era uh, of the Sci-Fi Channel where all they would do is combine two separate animals into one giant monster and yeah. then just release that movie. It seems like this writer is responsible for that entire phase of the Sci-Fi well, Channel. Well, that's when I'm looking at his, looking at his writing career. I mean, the Sci-Fi Channel original movie uh, comparisons are dead on here, based on the fact that. The first four movies he wrote were Sci-Fi Channel originals, <laughs> uh, and then he also the movie he wrote before this is something called Operation Rogue, which seems like something we would watch is a Mark DeCascos Treat Williams vehicle. Oh boy! Uh, so that's that's probably an upcoming episode, and then he's in pre-production on something called uh, a, 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 a soon to watch on this show movie, I'm sure, called Crime City. <laughs> <laughs> it's a city crime of crime crime city, uh, oh boy. Crime city. uh and uh oh coming soon from roger corman cobra gator okay all right <laughs> all right just when you thought all of the animal combinations had already been done. Cobra Gator. Apparently nobody thought of Cobra Gator. I don't, I don't I know. know do, do you think they just sit around in a room going, oh, what's it going to, what do we got? A bear and a what? You know, like. You, maybe there's a wall of pictures of animals and they just kind of like take the pictures <laughs> off and like put them together as like potential combinations. You well, because I got to say, looking, looking at um, Roger Corman's career as of late, it's a lot of these kind of movies. Sharktopus versus Terracuda. Um, <laughs> I think I, I got to say though, I want to see Sharktopus versus. This is not one of my favorites. Whale Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whale wolf. Whale wolf. Uh, whale wolf. Hold on. Hold on. Whale wolf. Whale wolf. Yeah. Yeah. We huh. should, we may we may have to do a month of these at some point. Of just probably the, yeah of just the yeah the thing because yeah there's a lot of these uh piranaconda camel spy oh i remember camel spiders uh, yes dino yeah, shark scorpius giganticus i think we saw that one too we've seen a lot of these uh folks mm-hmm. um oh yeah this movie i mean it does lack that because it doesn't have the because the aliens in this thing are pretty lame I mean, it's just dudes and hoods. Yeah, you know, it's really all with uh, some Voldemort makeup on. You know. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's. Oh, do, do I have a budget on this thing? That's a good question. Uh, that is a great question. Yeah, let's let's play. Oh, this, this, oh, uh, this oh, right, 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 right. I I have it in yen. I have to. Uh, 
I have to convert oh. this. I have to convert this here to the U.S. dollar. Give me a second. <laughs> That's a uh, so uh, forty. Uh, 40, oh. <laughs> 40 million yen. <laughs> okay. Uh, Listman, okay, I have the budget here. Uh, what, uh, okay, so it's 40 million yen. I can tell you that. I don't know if that, that doesn't help you. Uh, not really. I'm going to say $5 million. Okay, uh, 2.9 is what i have uh, there. i was gonna guess i was gonna guess lower i was gonna guess three but uh, yeah 2.2.94 yeah. million according to the the conversion this looks it this looks this yeah movie this looks is cheap. this is cheap this is a this movie does cheap. not do the thing that we often recommend and i'm surprised more movies don't take our advice you know um but they need to be like so they need to be like hollywood star josh lucas and actually listen to this show yeah, exactly. I think uh, more quality films will get made uh, if people actually start listening to us. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this movie is way too ambitious for the two point nine million budget. <laughs> way too, budget way have. too ambitious because the beginning of this movie they set up so much stuff about these aliens and their mythos, and then boy yeah. does this thing just peter out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when you realize, oh, nothing's gonna come of any of this, is it? They they have nothing. Okay, no. great. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's talk about it. This movie really throws us in. It starts with this guy mm -hmm. pushing a cart of bodies. I, I was mm -hmm. thinking very much bring out your dead here. Yeah. Um, and uh, and, and, and they've lined up these unconscious people on a slab. And yes. they're putting this weird, like, alien... They call it... They call them spiders, don't they? I don't know if... I don't know if they. I wrote down spiders in my notes. I don't remember them actually I referring think, to those things by name. I think somebody. I think somebody says they're like spiders or something like that. Okay. But anyway, there's the there are these devices that clamp onto people's. Uh, I guess brainstem is the idea, right? Sure. Yeah, they clamp onto Even the neck the, and the legs went around the brain. It doesn't. matter. I don't know, whatever. but it's the, the and the, and and the whole idea throughout the movie we'll see is that these devices turn people into drones to be controlled by the aliens yes um so yeah actually this guy is pulling them off because these are presumably dead bodies i guess at the beginning here. right which the the spiders can still puppet a dead body yeah uh, which they reveal but uh yeah i don't know why i don't know why he's removing that i don't, I don't, I don't know. know either but scott adkins wakes up on this slab uh mm -hmm. he doesn't have a spider on him he does reason. not no i don't understand so what is he gonna pull it off of these and he goes and also i've got to add one to that guy i guess so yeah yeah uh so he wakes up on the table and uh he he he, he, he just sneaks out of here i just write scott sneaks about uh, scott just stands up and walks out of the room because this guy who's removing these spiders is incredibly oblivious. This is not the the last time he will be uh, uh, bamboozled well, what, by what, walking away. You know? No, what what the weird thing later though is like we're gonna have to distract this guy though. It's like well no because I saw Scott no. Atkins just get up and run out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was an unnecessary tactic. Uh, that 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 we'll that, get. I mean, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Even, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, so he finds he's looking for his daughter Lucy, who he finds in a cage yes uh and uh let's see we got a mind control and this is like a ritual it's set up like a ritual or something there's like six people in cages right 
spaced evenly apart and then there's like a di- a dais like yeah. in front or something yeah. like a symbol right um uh yeah we don't quite know what's going on but all these sort of zombie like people come at him and it's mm-hmm. time to just start kicking the shit out of people man hell yeah and yeah. i was ready i was ready at this i point. was absolutely like, ready i will tell you about the music across the board in this thing is fucking atrocious Atro- atrocious like most of the time, bad music is I don't remember the music in this movie. I do remember the music in this movie because it was so bad and obnoxious and, it's, and distracted me from scenes. It's unceasing. I think I think the same yes. piece of music plays for the whole runtime. Yeah, somebody made a 30-second loop and just played it over and over again. By the way, hour 40 runtime, uh, I, I paused this right when it went to credits. Hour 30, 10 minutes of credits on this sucker. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That's that's about right. Yeah, and I don't think that many people worked on it. Um, no, uh, I do like that he is he is bow staff fighting here at the beginning. He grabs like mm-hmm. a, a pipe he finds and starts swinging away at these people. Yeah, uh, these aliens have like a mind control spider technology, but they don't have like laser guns or no. like the, the this alien society, the alien technology, the alien motivation is so murky and ill like defined. Well, they're... that it. They're both high tech and like ancient ordery. Yes, yes. And the movie can't really land on a place between because they're sort of these weird, like creepy monk like figures in their robes who have ancient <laughs> devices that open portals, but also they have super futuristic mind control, but they are in like an old temple, not like a high tech spaceship. And they are all proficient in kung fu for yes. some reason. Oh, everybody is ready to throw down with these characters. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I think that's that's maybe the big takeaway from this movie is that there's a lot of elements introduced, and the screenplay or the screen the script yeah makes no effort to tie any of them together. Um, no, because those ideas are would be very disparate and difficult to sew together but yes. this movie doesn't even attempt to do that which i suppose i could applaud them for <laughs> um no yeah it's just it's just introducing random things and going and and thinking like if we introduce enough things that will distract from the lack of plot <laughs> exactly yes yes um but as we're saying we always love to see scott adkins fight because this guy oh my god he's one of the best martial artists in film oh yeah yeah uh, and he is beating the shit out of these people, and it's cool as hell. Yeah. And so at this point Why? in the movie, I'm thinking, hey, okay, I'm on board for this. Sure, yeah. It's a flimsy excuse for some fight scenes. I'm down for that. That I mean, that's most of the movies we watch. That's true. <laughs> okay, so what were you saying? Why to what? I was just wondering, and I like the other... Uh, but why why did this movie not just focus on Scott Adkins? Yeah, you know? I thought the same thing because there's long sections where uh, the uh, I yeah where I, he's not in it, and I'm just going. It's uh, not quite the level of uh, Nicolas Cage and Jujitsu, but it it almost feels that way to me, you know. Because I did come here for for uh, well, I came here because we're doing this podcast, but <laughs> I was excited because of Scott Adkins, and it, yeah. I felt a little cheated that well, he wasn't in this and movie he's the movie. only guy on the poster for it yes so exactly. it, it, is, it does feel like they they a little bit gave us a bait and switch here i mean because they did not advertise it as a two-hander you know no, and it really is very much a two-hander yes um, yes I, I yeah and yeah and and they're both kind of after the same thing right 
so they have the same motivation they have the same goals maybe i mean because i mean like there's a few interesting ideas and one of them is this man at a time thing with scott adkins where he had Mm -hmm. gone into he had gone after the aliens into their world which moves Mm -hmm. at a different you know relative uh time than than ours right yes yes that's interesting that could be something um yes but then they don't do enough with that and if you are going to do a two-hander i think it would make more sense to have scott adkins and the other character who i think his name was connor it was connor and by the way that classic vietnamese name connor connor what is he Vietnamese? That I could, I, I, that I can't tell you. He only speaks English in the movie, which yeah. gives me the impression that maybe he's an American, but I, I but I don't but know. I, I don't know is the answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but would it make it would make more sense if maybe they knew each other, so there's some sort of pre-existing mm. relationship between the two of them? Because yeah. otherwise, it's just like, well, we've never met before, but we're gonna fight uh, to to help each other. Right. It's like why you don't know Wait, each your other. daughter There's got no taken reason. by aliens my wife got taken by aliens did we just become best friends Ex- exactly yeah. it's very much the the martha uh batman and superman moment you what know? was that name um, say that name again um yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very much that uh yeah uh so let's see uh he he uh oh yeah then he uh, this hooded figure comes in and sends an energy blast that knocks Scott Adkins out the sidewall of this alien palace. Yes, the stone alien palace on an alien planet. Which is... And we get to see a lovely uh, CG uh, alien landscape. Oh, which is just... yeah. You mean like... A, a lot of... <laughs> oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's, it's just like a, a, a field and trees with a blue-green filter on it? Yes. <laughs> Yes, welcome to Green Planet. Yeah, it's sort of uh, thing where it's like, green. It's like our world, but everything is more green, <laughs> and we mean everything. But not in a natural. Not yeah, yet. including the star, like <laughs> including the sun in the sky, and like the planet orbiting by. And oh everything. man, one thing we have discovered about these action show movies, they love to just slap a filter on stuff and go like, "Good enough, <laughs> done and done." <laughs> well, I cranked up the green in the color correction program. Yeah, that's alien enough. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I could go in and take this footage and do that to it right now, and it would take me, like, 30 seconds. The image reminds me of, like, an early 2000s, like, screensaver mm. or, like, a desktop background. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's what this landscape reminded me of. Yeah, that, um, like, pseudo-fantasy thing that isn't yeah. from anything specific. Yeah, exactly. Just generic landscape yeah you know? yeah exactly um but yeah scott falls uh presumably a, th- a hundred maybe a thousand <laughs> feet uh, yeah and the lands in the water and it's fine but when uh, he swims out of the water he's in a fountain in downtown vietnam yes this downtown uh, was... city of what, did, what was it it was like well he's in victory park right yeah, Victory Park. Uh, I don't remember the name of the city in, in Vietnam that he's in. Let me see where Victory Park... Oh, Viet- Victory Park, I think, is a real thing. Yeah, uh, I, would, I would assume that it is. Victory Park, he's in... Victory. Oh, there's a lot of this stuff. Uh, has officially arrived... Oh. 
I can't find this. I found instead I found a Vietnamese restaurant in Dallas, Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. uh, that's the best I could do. Uh, so this this park may or may not actually exist. We can't we can't. Confirm yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. Once yeah. again, another movie that's set somewhere and doesn't the location is not done anything with right. Yeah, not really. Uh, did um, they, they did actually film in Vietnam. Yeah. Right? Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's what good. I mean. Where it doesn't, but it's like, whatever. Yeah. Because when he yeah. goes and he looks at the the, he's like, where where the hell am I? And he's like, wait a minute, Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> I don't. This is crazy. Um. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, though, let's check in with Connor, who at this point I'm just calling Guy in Suit. But before we go to Connor, is yeah. this uh, is this where the the hit song "When You're a Hero" starts playing? You when, got it. Yeah, "When You're a Hero, You Never Die" is the only lyric I wrote down <laughs> because I don't hero, know if there's any other lyrics. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, this is the cut to Connor, right? That the song plays. Yes. On. Yeah, because he's walking down the street in his in his crisp suit, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and he walks sweet, yeah. into this criminal nightclub, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you gotta love he just takes out everybody here. Mm -hmm. uh, but then uh, when he gets into the bathroom here, he's questioning a guy by dunking his head in the toilet. <laughs> can we just can we just put a kibosh on? putting somebody's head in a toilet and seeing it from the like upwards towards the face. I know. Can we please stop doing that? Like it's been done so many times. Yeah. Lebowski, I think kind of did it the best and you just kind of go so. from there. I don't know. I don't know if the big Lebowski was the first, but like, but it's the, it it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think so. Uh, we don't need to do it anymore. Okay. Nope, it's can, just, can we... it's yeah. Agreed. Let's just end that in film. Do something yes, else. It, just do something else, okay? Yeah. Like people can still be like, you know, tortured, tortured, or interrogated using a toilet. Mm -hmm. That's fine, but don't do that one shot from like b below the face in the water. We don't need that anymore. No, we sure don't. And he's it's, telling him it's not novel anymore. The 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 message he wants to say is that this territory belongs to Con Connor. Saying this territory belongs to his boss, so they need to get out of here because it's. Oh, there's okay. also a gangster movie plot that is kind of introduced and dropped in this film. That's true. Okay, so yeah, maybe Connor is from Vietnam. He must because... be. Well, because there's even well, the scene where they flash back that she wanted to marry a hero, and he's in like a Vietnamese army uniform. It's not an American army uniform. I think he is he supposed to be from Vietnam. English? Well, because this actor. Why is American. his name Connor? Yeah, his name is Connor. The actor's American. He's speaking English. <laughs> Because this guy, Andy On, is from Los Angeles. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, because yes. he speaks with an American accent throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's so well, weird. Which is, it, it, yeah, it does that confusing thing. Because there's also Vietnamese actors yeah. who are speaking English, almost, but they have Vietnamese almost accents. Almost everybody else is Vietnamese. Almost every other yes. actor is actually Vietnamese or Chinese. So then, so then that brings up a weird disconnect of like yeah. some people are speaking with an accent and other people are not speaking with an accent. Well, are they all just be, speaking English? Especially oh, because Scott Adkins is meant to be an outsider for being British. Because they keep talking about it. we yes. got to get him to the British embassy. Yes. He's different. He's an Englishman. Why is he here? But then also our main guy, our main Vietnamese guy is weirdly American. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime 
it, it, this movie does the thing that drives it, me up the wall. But his wife is, is clearly Vietnamese. Yes, his <laughs> wife is clearly Vietnamese. And anytime two Vietnamese characters are talking to each other and there's nobody else here, mm-hmm. they're speaking in English. Right. Which drives me up the wall. I know, I know that like there's a certain level of it's. I don't know how necessary it is, but it drives me up the wall when people aren't speaking their native language. Yeah, you see that be. you see that less and less these days. Like you see more people yeah. d- including other languages in movies. I feel like now. Yeah, or at least come up with like a narrative reason. Yeah, you know why they're speaking English. You know, uh, I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I don't know. So then he goes, "That's right." So that you've learned your lesson. And then when Connor walks out into the club, everyone in the club is dead. Did he Dead. murder this whole club of people? I assume that's what they are implying. That With he what? killed everybody just to interrogate this one man in a bathroom. But how and what? I mean, like everybody just died silently. He had a <laughs> because the guy in the well, bathroom he... didn't hear any murders outside, and he murdered that's like true. twenty people in a nightclub. Also, yeah, how long did it take him to murder all these people? <laughs> like, how long was this guy in the bath? I guess he was doing coke in the bathroom. I guess but, so, like... yeah, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and so and there yeah. wasn't music. Was there music, like, club music playing? I don't in think so. Scene? I think there was still just so a terrible score. Uh, nothing to stop this man from hearing, like, <laughs> just a truly unsettling amount of murder happening yeah. outside this bathroom. I, yeah. I, I guess so. Meanwhile. And this is this is one of our main protagonists. Just yes. to... Just he is he's not an antagonist in this movie. He is the protagonist and he just murdered a room, like a nightclub full of people. Yep. Okay. Meanwhile, Great. Scott Adkins is wandering around trying to figure out what the hell's going on and he's stealing a mm-hmm. jacket from a clothesline. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. and he can barely talk because he has this stutter and he doesn't know who he is or what's going on. Yes. Okay. That's just we just so check that's... in with him briefly. Okay, yeah. That's all we get from Scott for a while. Yeah, and then I guess we're supposed to like Connor because even though he just murdered all these people, he goes to the mob (laughs) boss and says, well, I'm done. That was the last job I did. And then my favorite character, who I only referred to as Hook Hand. uh, (laughs) Hook Hand Henchman? Hook Hand Henchman is like, Uh, man, you don't get to just walk away. You don't tell us when you're done. And this guy, Hook Hand Henchman, or Hook Hand Henry, if you will, (laughs) as an Australian accent, yes, he or does. some sort of Aussie accent. Uh, which is yeah, let me weird. Uh, yeah, the, no, another another weird thing in this movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they can't make up their mind about any of this stuff uh, nope. at all. Um, so the, the, this, yeah, let's see. This character does this. This character does have a name, I think. Uh, Sonny uh, Paul W. He. Uh, okay. Oh, he's in Shang Chi. Oh, oh yes, yes. He's the. Uh, is he one of the henchmen in Shang Chi? He plays remember. Chancellor Hui. Um, huh. I don't remember him offhand, but uh, I don't know. And I, oh, I, I see. It doesn't. I say see what he did there, John. Offhand, because uh, his hand, because his hand uh, is off. Yeah. Um, hand yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's here to go. He's upset, but the mob boss is like, no, no, he's fine. Let him, let him quit whatever mm-hmm. uh yeah. so uh he uh um so then he goes home to his wife he goes great news honey i'm not a criminal anymore and she goes oh i've heard this before <laughs> and he like briefly convinces her right like yeah. it's very it's it's a we- it's a very weird but setup her for whole scene. thing is i married a hero and now you're a gangster 
what does any of this matter? What the I hell does any of this have to do with anything in this movie? I don't know, John. I don't know. <laughs> they they want to give stakes for like, yeah, because they don't really have a character arc for the character for this guy for no. Connor. Oh no, 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 not, not really. I mean, other than the guy loves his wife and he basically sacrifices himself at the end of the movie to save her. Yes, um, which is pretty, but yeah. yeah. So like that should have tied into. That should have that ending should have tied in should be like the should be the culmination of what this is setting up right this scene right. should set up his decision at the end of the movie to sacrifice himself like he's like yeah. he's being selfish maybe I, I, I guess at the, the beginning I, of the movie yeah I guess the idea is that he's not being heroic so the self sacrifice is heroic at the end because the whole we keep coming back to this I married a hero but now you're a gangster. Yes, yes. But he doesn't that that I don't but th the problem with that is the gangster plot gets dropped so fast cuz the aliens. Yes, so, exactly. There's no time for the matter. gangster plot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, this movie. It, the, it yeah, would have been, as a script this thing is atrocious. It's atrocious. Yeah, if they just had it follow one Instead of making it a two-hander, they just had it follow one person. There would have been enough time to fully develop a character arc for this main protagonist. Um, but instead, they're like, I don't know, we'll split it into two so that yeah. there's not enough time to tell either person's story. Right, yeah, because when... Uh, uh, well, she initially is like, that's great, but then she sees the blood on his collar. That's what I have written here. Yes, and, yes. And she's like... Uh, <laughs> I just wrote, hate so She knows ways. that he kills people. Yeah, because we get the flashback later where she finds the gun hidden in their apartment. Yes. Uh, so what... Why now? Why is, is now the time when she is like, no, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, why isn't it when she finds out that he is a contract killer? Yeah. Like, why is that not the straw that broke the camel's back? Why is it finding a little bit of blood on the collar and being like, you know what? Like, <laughs> Especially when he goes, I'm done. And then she's just, but he goes, no, I quit that life. And she goes, I've. She basically says something equivalent of, I've heard that before. So this guy has quit before, but then come back? Is that the implication here? I, I think so. Oh, why Christ isn't she, sake. why isn't her argument, no, you've already killed people. You're yeah. already a killer. I don't want to be with a killer, you know, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Instead of, you, it's so weird, it's John. This movie's, this, this movie's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It turns out pretty bad. It doesn't bad. work. Meanwhile, Scott Adkins is now sleeping on the streets of Vietnam before some cops hassle him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, he still can't say. I think he can't say like Vietnam or British Embassy or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, they but just hassle. Don't, him don't worry, he, he still knows his kung fu because he beats the ever living shit out of these guys. Which you know, even if you're not a fan of police officers, that seems like a, <laughs> probably a bad decision. They really to, hadn't to done do. anything too bad to him. They were telling they him were to... being mean. Yeah, sure, yeah. but that but, doesn't mean you should but break he... their arms. <laughs> no, he definitely escalated to violence before them. Uh... <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, he just gets tased. Thank God he's in Vietnam. He'd be fucking dead in America. Uh, they would have <laughs> right, shot exactly. him eighteen times by now. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so he they, he gets tased, mm -hmm. uh, and then we're back to Connor. <laughs> Just it's like every time they cut to Scott, it's just fifteen seconds, and yeah. then like Con Connor gets way more screen time. I think I I'm wondering if that's a budget saving thing. Like Scott Adkins costs more, probably. 
Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I saw Scott Adkins had an executive producer credit on this too, but something tells me that's not. This is not a lot of creative involvement from him because, uh, yeah, we've uh, some of the stuff he's he has really developed has been his better stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, yeah. he knows from quality, because we've seen good and bad Scott Adkins movies on here, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Connor wakes up and these hooded guys are taking his wife and he's like hey what the hell and then when he tries to shoot them it goes into this like warped kind of thing where he's suddenly way far away from the bedroom yeah the bullet disintegrates in an effect that you'd find in a 1992 film yeah and then yeah and then the room sort of <laughs> almost like star wipes uh away like pin like turns into a pinpoint i don't remember what that transition is called but like, oh yeah yeah it's, this uh, is maybe the worst effect in the movie. It's and there's some bad. bad effects in this movie. I mean, movie. It's, it all feels like built-in effects in Adobe Premiere. It doesn't feel like exactly. anybody really worked on the effects on this movie. No. These are, no. These are preset things in the editing program. <laughs> uh, it's, it's buck wild, John. It's... Yeah, this thing just, uh, I mean, it really is. You're just going like... Man, once it, this is another thing where it's like two point nine million. What could we do with two point nine million? Something better than this. Yeah, um, yeah. This is not. You don't have the money to make an effects-driven thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's he's all upset. Uh, but then Hookhand, <laughs> old Hookhand henchman, calls Connor <laughs> and says, "You better get out of there, man. People are coming for you." And who are these people exactly? Because we get this big shootout in the hallway turn fist fight. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't just, know. Because they're not the aliens and not a, they're not associated with the aliens. They're the think. other gang that he killed the yes. people in the club, I guess. I just yes. wrote that okay, he goes yes. full John Wick because he's doing a lot of punching, kicking, and then shooting a guy three times in the head. It's not as good <laughs> as a John Wick sequence no no but it is it feels very very inspired by yeah john we're, wick, we're definitely sure. in that post john wick thing where every action movie has got to be john wick yes um yes. so yeah uh so yes right because they they do eventually capture him and they bring him to the mob boss who rolls out those like um rusty pliers and stuff and he's like oh we'll get answers from you and i'm going about what what I don't. Why not just kill him? Because yeah. you do you not know that he killed everybody in your club? Like what? What? What are you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, John. Uh, they, but don't worry. They, they he... said we want answers just because that's what would be in a scene where there's torture. <laughs> we want answers, and then he proceeds to kill all these guys, and we never do find what they want, and he's out of there. <laughs> all right, let's go to Scott Adkins. He wakes up in the hospital. With these two nurses who are being real dicks to him. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's kind of an asshole to Scott. I don't quite understand that. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, yeah. look at this fucking loser. Um, <laughs> and these guys kind of had American accents. They did, yes. yes. <laughs> For Vietnamese nurses. Yeah. Great. Best not to think about it. Yeah, so he's strapped to a gurney. They're being shitty. He... Just because he's so strong and he's Scott Atkins, he breaks out of his restraints and grabs one of these guys by the throat. Just starts assaulting nurses in a hospital. Yeah, Great. but they do cool. uh, they do sedate him here, uh, mm-hmm. and 
Oh, and then I this is where we meet the doctor woman who is a terrible actor. Um, Anna Pham. Yeah, I found I found character. her to be pretty boring. Pretty bad. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, and it's and she uh, well, I was gonna I like that she's like, hey you two, enough with your tomfoolery. <laughs> they're like, we were just assaulted by a patient. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Out of here, you crazy nurses. Uh, she and then she does not have a lot then, of acting credits. I'm looking at the woman who plays this part here. Yeah, no. Um, uh, and then the the nurses are like, "I think she likes him or something." Yeah, they're like they're yeah. implying a, a, a future romance that is in no way explored or even attempted on screen. No, because she will be unceremoniously killed later in the movie. Yes, <laughs> which I thought was pretty buck wild yeah why introduce this character i don't know no one knows no i mean there's there's no. no reason to introduce anything in this movie uh oh i see the 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 this woman is uh, apparently a very famous model in vietnam oh okay gotcha yeah i mean you know some models become good actors i don't i sure. can't say she did um well based on the movies i'm seeing in her credits yeah. uh, it does not appear so no she's only done a handful of things um yeah uh but she did host uh vietnam's next top model reality show so okay right. yeah uh meanwhile let's get back to connor though right get away from scott atkins and back to connor yeah we don't want we don't want to know anything about what scott's up to um so he goes to the the mob boss and he goes oh it's crazy i i don't know what uh what happened but these russian gangsters because that's what they are the other gang is russian apparently yes yeah. yes there so that's... they took my wife and they're like oh they didn't take your wife maybe she just left you man that's probably yeah. what it is but anyway <laughs> we'll help you find her <laughs> but uh meanwhile hook hand is like i gotta go make a deal with some mysterious partners Mm-hmm. And when Connor follows him, the uh, hook hand henchman is in league with the aliens. Yeah, because they're well, because uh, Connor leaves a listening device in that office, if I'm right, not mistaken. Right. Yeah. And so he hears that hook hand. Yeah, has Mysterious taken the wife dealings. for a reason to make a deal of some sort. Mysterious dealings. Mm. <laughs> and this, John, this scene yeah it, this scene is crazy like there's a lot of weird scenes this is maybe one of the stranger so scenes in the movie he gives them uh he goes to this warehouse because if there's one thing these action shelf movies always have it's scenes <laughs> in warehouses always a warehouse yeah so he gives them a case that contains a weird like ring yes like a magic mm-hmm. ring <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, like a you, big, you like, but like that. a frisbee sized one, not like a Lord of the Rings, like a ring you'd wear on your finger. Um, yes. They are frisbee golfers, <laughs> uh, this, this alien race. <laughs> they love uh, to froth. Um, I, I, I'm sad they cut that subplot out of the movie, but, you know, you had to do it. For just time. get a montage of like, do, 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 playing this frisbee golf. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just high fiving. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Just turns into Caddyshack, but with yeah. frisbee golf oh, for like fifteen right. minutes. Yeah. Don't nobody worry about me. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, these aliens got to do something in their downtime. They got to have some sort of, you know. Ultimately, uh, f we felt the frisbee golf subplot, while entertaining, really dragged the pacing of the movie down. So yeah, we really cared about the the tight knit, <laughs> you know, uh, narrative that we we've weaved. So they give him a bag of diamonds, and he goes, "That's." Mm. You owe me more. What about the rest of my payment? And the guy, and mm -hmm. the, 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 I, this alien in the hood rolls his eyes like, oh boy. <laughs> These <laughs> humans and their want of both of their hands. Can you believe? Well, yeah, because that's the, the thing where he, so, Lisman, this, you're, this is fucking crazy. You're right. He, <laughs> he puts his hook crazy. hand in the case. This guy crushes the bag of diamonds. Yes. Then and what comes out? Oregano? Uh, it, it, <laughs> Maggie and I joked that he'd had a bunch of weed in there. Yeah. It but it did look like oregano. Well, because, I, I, yeah, I, I said they heal hand with magic seasoning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at first, it did kind of look like weed. But the more he poured on, the more it looked like, yeah, oregano or thyme or something like a yeah. Some kind yeah. of seasoning of some sort. And Maybe just, it's tea. Could yeah. be some green tea. There you go. You know? Yeah, actually, yeah, it could be something like that. You know, I know of several lovely Vietnamese green teas that that could have been. So there you go. Yeah. Do any of them restore the human hand? Uh, we certainly advertise that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> but then you put in the asterisk. Results may vary. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk to your doctor about yeah. <laughs> uh, hand uh, healing tea magic. Because yeah, once his hand is buried in this oregano. Magic <laughs> light and sound happens, and his hand grows back. So it's not just that the hand grows back, because the hook is gone. Yes. He it, didn't remove the hook. It turns so the it hook into a hand. <laughs> into a human hand. His human hand, theoretically. Oh, my God. Um, which is very strange. Well, and that's uh, the thing. They keep calling them aliens, but I'm going, these guys are like sorcerers more or something like that. This is... This feels more fantasy yeah. than sci-fi at this point. They're, they're more from like a. They're, I think they're from an alternate dimension. Yeah, because they, they need to open that. this portal yeah. to get back home. Yeah. Uh, to their get world. Back, yeah. <laughs> and Paul McCartney's like, I'm suing. Uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> yes, Roger Coleman, please. Uh, <laughs> I'd like his head, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have Roger Coleman killed. Um. Yeah, I think Paul could could have people killed. I think Paul could have people killed. I think he's just too nice to do it, but I think he could if he wanted to. Yeah, if he was a monster. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Paul, yeah. <laughs> just think of the things Paul McCartney could get get done. I would I would love it if he kept saying that. You know, I could have you killed if you want if I wanted. I, I could if I wanted. Yeah. I, I I am knighted after yeah. all, so I I can decapitate you with a sword if I wanted to. Yeah. One phone call, you're done for. I just yeah. don't feel just... like it. I just need the queen's approval, but yeah. I could do it. Yeah. I could do it. Any day. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, his hand grows back. And then uh -huh. right after his hand grows back, so you've just seen this alien turn a hook into a hand on this guy. And Connor yes. comes out of the shadows and pulls a gun on this alien. Like, don't nobody go anywhere, all right? Connor I got. I want answers. Connor is so unfazed by what he has just seen. Yeah. It makes me believe that he was already in on this alien plot. Because yeah. otherwise, why wouldn't you be like, why isn't there just a reaction shot of, holy shit, he just made the hand come back with oregano. Like, that's crazy. No, that he, like He just instantly pulls a piece on this guy and is like, all right, yep. 
Show me your hands, pal. <laughs> yeah, very, very dumb. Uh, and then what's this? The gun is instantly pulled out of his hands with magic, and then the gun is disassembled in midair mm. in a oh, very wow. shoddy CGI effect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and he's like, oh, what? And so then he's like, all right, obviously, this guy has magic powers to heal a human hand and take a gun apart. I'm going to go at it with my fist. Yes. <laughs> That's how this is going to yes. And these two throw down for a while. But, of course, the alien uh, easily takes him down before he just flies up into a portal in the ceiling. This is the best effect in the movie, I think. <laughs> like, he just goes... <laughs> and gets, goes right Superman into, like... flies up, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then a portal just appears above him. Yeah. It's so good. It's so... This is such a, like, 90s video game way to just go... Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, when man. you just disappear at the end of a level or something, he just goes... Uh, it might as well have been a, a, a pipe. Like, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a green pipe comes down. Yeah, doodle, doodle, doodle. it might yeah. as well have been that. It was. It was not well. far off from that effect. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, now, now the the doctor uh, is at the hospital is looking into the thing Scott Adkins was saying, mm -hmm. uh, and she's like, "Well, here's an article about his him missing his daughter from 1985." My God! Wait a minute now. What is this about? Hold on. Uh, but anyway, back to Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Who now has tied up the artist formerly known as Hook Hand Henchman. Um, <laughs> and he's beating the in he's trying to beat info out of him, going, What is that? Who are those people? What's with the magic portals? Where's my wife? Yeah, he's mostly asking about the wife. I feel like he's not really stressing the fact that he saw an alien. Uh, heal a hand and fly into a portal he's not really focusing on that which just trying to put myself in the in the the shoes of the character here mm -hmm. how is that not all of your questions like what the fuck was that and what what is happening uh and the guy doesn't really have any answers because he doesn't know no no so nothing comes out of this interrogation as far as i can remember mm -mm. we got to go back to the doctor talking to scott adkins and can i say one of my favorite lines in this movie is what year do you think it is? <laughs> and I like Scott Adkins has been a, has been in out of the fountain for a couple days now, right? And he goes, "Oh, it's obviously good out 1985." <laughs> now, come on, nothing is indicated in when he was wandering the streets of Vietnam. There's nothing. No technology that he saw that might stand out in this as hospital. Being... The hospital would have radically different technology. Yeah, it, I mean, maybe you could just, it's like, I don't know, it's a different country. Maybe Vietnam is so stuff. much more technologically advanced. Um, he, yes, yeah, he would have noticed by now that it, it, is, it is no longer 1985. Also, can I talk about the amazing exchange that is, it's 2018. 2018, you mean like 2018? <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, good luck. great screenwriting. Yeah, this, this stuff like this that made me feel so bad for Scott, it was just like... Oh Scott, you're yeah. trying, but there's no there's no way to sell. You mean 2018? Yeah. Like there's no way to sell that and and yeah. not sound like an idiot. <laughs> I know it's so dumb. Uh, so dumb. Yeah. 2018. That's impossible. Uh, 
Also, uh, can we talk about the fact that he, whatever this process of time travel has done to him, he has a stutter that the only way he can correct is by slapping himself in the face. Yeah, because he learned that because uh, one of the many women that he accosted on the street um, very yeah. casually slapped him in the face, and then he could suddenly say he could speak again. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah. So now it, he's it's, it's like it slapping helps, himself yeah. to get sentences out. It helps with my stutter. Um. <laughs> and it, I just if you're this doctor, how are you not like okay? I'm I'm gonna need to call some sort of medical or like some sort of we're gonna have to lock you away I think mm-hmm. um, into a room with padded walls because this person is speaking nonsense and now they're hitting themselves. Well, I like when she goes to her mentor doctor in the next scene and and uh, yes and you know he's your mentor doctor because he goes well seen as I taught you everything you know. <laughs> Classic screenwriting. Love it, man. Love that stuff. As your wise mentor figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, God damn it. Uh, it, and- it reminds me of that Black Dynamite scene. Yeah. It's like Jimmy, you're my ten year old little brother. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. <laughs> I have talked about before my hatred of anything that starts with as your brother or you know, yeah. <laughs> being that I'm your father. <laughs> you, you, you know that. Everybody in the room is aware of the relationships. Uh, yeah. Yes. But, uh, but she's going, I don't know. The evidence adds up. This guy might be from the past. And he's like, oh, I'm nope. certain that's not the case. I like his solution of maybe this picture from 1985 is his father who looks like him. Mm-hmm. And this girl is his little sister. Yeah. And that's when she goes, hmm, I better investigate further and go check out the fountain he crawled out of myself. A decision no reasonable human <laughs> being would make. She goes to the fountain where there's a guy just sitting eating a fish. Now this, I, I know I said that the, the scene with the magic oregano, yeah. oregano was the most buck wild scene in this movie. <laughs> but I think this scene is actually... I agree. I swear it doesn't escalate past this. This is the most well, this is getting outrageous into, scene in the movie. When she goes, when she looks over and a guy is just eating a fish, like just eating <laughs> a, like a... A man fi- in a full suit. Yeah, like, it's just devouring a a an actual fish. I was like going like, Gollum. yeah, we've entered like David Lynch territory at this point. Yes, yes, we've switched genres. What like this is where we need the the jazz music and Kyle MacLachlan mm-hmm. from Twin Peaks, you know, mm-hmm. damn yes. fine coffee yes. we got here. Uh, yeah, this is absolutely wild. And then she sees Connor come running at her and go by, but then he comes running at her again as if he's running in some kind of loop, endless loop. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, he's like, how long have we been here? I swear I've been here for hours, but it's only seconds or been whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. And then when she pulls out her phone, there's the reflection of the alien palace, but no one can actually see it. It also doesn't look like a reflection. No. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a bad effect. Uh, yeah, it's a very bad effect. Can we suggest uh, this to the fellows over at the corridor crew as a clip to watch? Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be fun. Yeah, be a lot they, of fun. they could have a lot of fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so. Um... <laughs> and so they're like, whoa, this is crazy, man. Alien shit's going on over by this fountain. Now, here's a question real- I have. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. Where and how does this fountain work? Like, what d- does just anyone who goes near this fountain end up in an alien mind warp? 
you would think that somebody would have noticed by now. Yeah. Huh? Right. Yeah. Uh, and also this effect didn't happen when Scott was here earlier. It oh. just looked like a normal fountain. Right. He fell into the water of the alien planet. And then when he swam out, he was in the fountain. It wasn't like he was yeah. in the alien, you know, uh, dimension while he was still just standing around the fountain. Yes. It's not consistent. Yeah. Uh, it's uh. definitely because they, they talk about like the closer you get to the red tree the 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 like it seems like you can't get any closer wouldn't thousands of people walk by here every day in the middle it's of in downtown the middle. yeah it's a public square yeah. of course people would um somebody would have noticed yeah uh, i don't yeah I, I don't understand what it also is. drives me up the wall because the the first scene with scott in the fountain the tree is unimportant yeah. The tree becomes important in this scene. And then after the scene, it's no longer important. It's completely forgotten, including this location. Like yeah. they explain yeah. like, oh, it blew up for no reason. Yes. Uh, but... Oh, I love that. I love when they come <laughs> back and they're like, sorry, fountain blew up. <laughs> and it's just like, what? Why? Why? Why this scene? Like, why? What is this? This scene is so buck wild. Yeah. And then they're like. We should leave. And then they can just leave? Like, yeah. they're not trapped in some uh -uh. sort of purgatory? No, because they got to like, go save Scott Adkins, who's about to be attacked by aliens in the hospital who pretend to be members of the British Embassy. It's so, it's so, it's just like, I, I've been stuck in a loop here for what has felt like hours, and I, I can't make any progress. And he's just like, Let's well... just go stage left and just leave. <laughs> oh, and wait. it's so not, not a big deal. Oh, wait, there's the exit door. <laughs> oh, Oh, okay, great. Well, yeah, right. uh, and then there. and then they leave, and that's the end of the scene. I'm just like, yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> that is not only is that the weirdest scene. That's probably the worst scene too. The way they're just like, it that's is weird. Anyway, let's get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's so it, like we don't know how to resolve this mm -hmm. this sci-fi scenario we've created. So they just leave. They've got this script had to be written so fast because I. It seems like it was written in 20 minutes. It had to be because anybody, if you ever went back and looked at mm. it again, you would think some of this stuff would get fixed. You'd just be like, oh, no, wait, that doesn't add up. Yes. But yes. no? Yes. It, it, yeah, so, there's some scripts for these movies where it's like, oh, that, that could have been done a little better or whatever. Mm -hmm. This just is like, it's nonsense. How it's you, complete nonsense, and nobody even attempted to make it. How could you read this and it. not go, guys – a lot of this doesn't even add up with itself. Like, yes, it it, it is uh, incongruous with logic from pr like previously in the same scene. Yeah, like it, it, there's it's it's it almost feels like chaos, like yeah. screenwriting chaos to me. A hundred percent, and not intentionally. So. No, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. The bold, uh, you know, renegade storytelling of abduction. They really yeah. broke all the rules in this one, man. This is not traditional yeah. narrative. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Adkins, as we said, he gets pulled out of his hospital room, and they said the British Embassy is here to talk to you. But, of course, it's really a pair of aliens. Yes, with spiders on their necks. Oh, yeah, they're, I guess they're not aliens. They're the alien drones that we've talked about. Yes, yes. Uh, and they're just going to shoot him? I guess, yeah. They have guns. And Scott is able to get one guy's gun. This I thought was kind of cool when he spun the guy's gun back and shot him in the throat with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like but, we said, the action is pretty enjoyable. But of course, so. the guy gets up because this is where we learn that even dead bodies can still be controlled by the drones. Yes. 
But don't worry, because Connor comes flying in. Wha-bam, bam bam uh, And he breaks one of their necks, but still no. Yeah. Still the guy gets I, back up. My favorite uh, in this movie is the, the CG bullet hole effects that happen in the shot where somebody's getting shot, but then when it cuts back <laughs> to them, there's no bullet hole anymore, because obviously they weren't going to spend the money to have any sort of continuity between shots. No. Um, <laughs> always fun. Yeah, because the guy got shot twice in the neck, yeah. and then the next time he gets up, there are no bullet holes. Yeah, I mean, you, you can even they... argue that that's part of like, oh, it heals because the the they spider. They don't even show that though. No, but there's not no. even the blood of where that would have dripped onto his shirt and stuff. Like that could be that could be a pretty horrifying image, like this person with like this gaping yeah. wound in their neck, like lurching at totally. you. Totally, like, that would be horrifying. Like make it that they still take the damage. A better movie would have the same drones keep coming, but they're more and more corpse-like as they take yes. more damage. Yes. Uh, yeah, and so that wouldn't have cost that much money. It would just be like have like a gore effect there. Yeah. Like just do some practical. No. Spend fifteen to twenty minutes. No. But applying gore we don't have we don't and... have 15 to 20 minutes on this movie <laughs> yeah and some latex are you kidding me come on we don't come have this on. kind of budget 2.9 yeah. million um yeah and then it's so funny to me because then adkins tears the he when when the when one of the drones goes to attack the doctor he just rips the alien spider thing off and it drops and yes. I think Eve, he, somebody, either him or Connor says, yeah, that's the way you got to stop him. You pull that. And I thought, well, then why'd you shoot him earlier and think he was dead? <laughs> I don't know, John. I don't know. They weren't aliens. Also, what an incredibly easy thing. Like, it's yes. literally, you can even grasp it in your hand to yeah. make it really easy to grab and bad, pull out. Yeah, like, really bad design by the aliens. Very bad design. So easy to remove. And they talk yeah. about these guys aren't aliens. They're the human drones, uh, you know, that have been controlled by the aliens. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, now that we got you, Scott Adkins, let's get back to that weird alien place by the fountain. What's this? The fountain has exploded. <laughs> and I just love <laughs> How the, cop, inconvenient. the cop who's like, yeah, gas leak. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? It's Vietnam. What? <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't sound like that, but every cop in every movie is a guy from Chicago for me. Uh, yeah, he's a gas leak there. And uh, it's like, they, they go, gas leak? But it's a fountain. They go, yeah, there was some pipes undo it or something. I don't know. So lazy. Don't ask so me. Lazy. I don't work for the gas company. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and they go, hmm, they must have destroyed the portal to their world. Sure. Yeah. I also like that Scott Adkins never thought to just return to the fountain and see what he could find. That's true. As soon as he remembered there was aliens, he should have been. Or is this was this last scene him remembering there was aliens? Because yeah, uh, remember he had amnesia. That's so right. Maybe. So I guess between <clears throat> shooting the guy and then he remembered about the thing with the necks. Apparently, it seemed very like him remembering things wasn't caused by anything there was no like inciting like oh right i have a daughter it's just well we need the plot to continue quote well, unquote, plot to continue <laughs> so he remembers something and the plot's going to continue because yeah. they're going for some reason this doctor goes oh i know how to get this information out of you we'll hypnotize you ah uh, i love a good <laughs> hypnosis scene get a hypnosis scene 
where it's yeah. causing him physical pain to remember stuff. She's like, you've got to fight through it so you can remember mm-hmm. things. But she establishes mm-hmm. that if she says his daughter's name, Lucy, that will pull him out of the hypnosis. Yes. Because that's yes. important later, folks. Don't forget that. I mean, they did bring, they did bring something back that was set up, I suppose. This is the nicest dumb. thing I can say about the script. But it's just stupid. It is stupid. It is stupid and asinine, but, yeah. you know. But here is where they get the name of a scientist who can help mm. them. He's a Chinese yes. scientist living in Vietnam. And I love yeah. I love Scott Anderson going, we have to find this scientist. Cut to, are you the scientist? Yes. All right, we found him. <laughs> Dr. Gong, I believe yeah. was his name. Uh, yeah, just like, yeah. Uh, uh, we have to find Dr. Gong. Cut to, Dr. Gong? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> so he, and he's like resistant to help, but they, they established that he had already helped Scott Adkins at one point. Yeah. Cause that's what interest. he remembers. Yeah. Right. But, but there's no recognition from Dr. Gong nope. of Scott Adkins nope. in this scene. No. So I, <laughs> there's no, I had forgotten that, that they knew each other until it was referenced <laughs> later. I'm like, Oh yeah, that should have really been more important in this scene. Well, it's also one of those um, things where he's like, I'm not going to help you. And they're basically like, please. And he's, he's like, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, it's it's one of those things where uh, a lot of these scripts, each scene feels like it was written in a vacuum without any context for the rest of the yes, script. Yes, yes. You know? And they, a um, different person wrote each scene without reading the scenes <laughs> before it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do like that he, they, he goes, well, come into my lab, which has a giant whirring, like, motor thing in it. It looks well. It's it's a hidden it's a hidden lab um, mm. behind a bookshelf or something. And I love a good uh, secret lab most of the time. But you know, me too. But this... Uh, and this whirring thing in the middle does doesn't it remind you of sort of like a TARDIS? Set, yeah, it know? does have a bit of that kind of vibe. To yeah. It. But I also like that yeah. he immediately goes here. Take this magic pendant, Scott Adkins. That's the thing they're <laughs> looking for. <laughs> the uh, oh. The guidestone filament. There you go. Now, for, for... Oh, damn it, you, you talk about like a Doctor Who thing, guidestone filament. <laughs> and this this little quote unquote stone looks so cheap. It, it looks like melted plastic. Yeah, it looks with, like, like something in like string. an airport gift shop. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is like a kid's jewelry item. Uh, now you might be wondering, uh, those of you at home, do they explain what the guidestone filament is in this movie? No. no they explained that it's it's some sort of MacGuffin required it's the, it's to the last thing the aliens need to open the portal back to their world yes but here's a question though portal back to their world well what is the fountain is that not their world R- right so the the CG landscape yeah at the beginning are we led to believe that's not their world? No, because they're trying to get back to their world, and and that CG landscape is where they have the people who will help them get back to their world and open. Because that's where the cages are. That so will the, be where, where is the, that? I don't know. That's a separate. I mean, I'm asking. Thing. I'm asking you as if you have the answers yeah, here, John. But like, that's a separate, that is a valid point. Like, it's a they separate don't alternate. To... It's a separate reality. It's not yes. their dimension nor our dimension. It's some kind of middle dimension. I guess, but there's no explanation to that. We're just surmising that based on the fact that there's yeah. no explanation. Again, it's just a case of 
we didn't read the rest of the script. We're just writing a scene. Uh, that, well, and and also you gotta love he hands of the pendigos. That's what they're looking for. So keep that safe. Whoop! All of a sudden, this alien just beams <laughs> into the room, grabs it from him, and goes yoink. Yes, and then they all get like knocked unconscious yeah, by the, like a sleep gas or something. Because the alien breathes out some kind of knockout gas. That's what it was. And my favorite part of this is uh, the eighty-yard line. You'd let them right to me. Um, <laughs> as they're all falling over. I love the idea. I love the idea of like I'm I'm falling unconscious, but with my last conscious breath, I'm gonna be like, "You'd let them right to me." Click. And so that, and in fact, the. That illustrates that he feels betrayed by these people. Mm -hmm. And yet the next scene you see this guy, <laughs> he's helping Connor. Yeah. Even though he feels. So why have that line in there if it only makes the, the next scene make less sense? Also, this is one of two separate knockout gas exhale scenes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is insane. John, this movie is, it feels like a fever dream. It really, you know? it, well, because it, the thing that the thing is this feels like so much of the stuff i consume regularly but like <laughs> so much is so many connective tissue like this feels so much like a lot of comics and sci-fi stuff yes but like yes. all the connective tissue has been taken out anything that yes. would lead from point a to point b and you're just like <laughs> wait what and so yeah it what? does has yeah like dream logic where you're like i guess we're just here now okay yeah it's that's that's exactly it john it yeah. feels like a dream yeah it's it, it is like it transitions just happen and you're not sure why but you just kind of have to like go along for the ride it I guess. does seem like i had the weirdest dream last night i walked by a fountain and a man in a suit was eating a fish and then another <laughs> man was running in a loop you like <laughs> and then there was a tree that i walked towards but couldn't get any closer yeah. to you know and then this alien showed up and he breathed knockout gat and you're like jesus christ and then he and then he used a pile of oregano to heal a man's hook hand yeah it is like, just like what, what? <laughs> maybe everybody's just super stoned making this movie i don't know because it also has that like whoa man <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy is that what the knockout gas was you yeah. didn't see the shot before where he was taking a big rip from a bong and just exhaling like this oh how about we gas? pull out at the very end and it's just scott adkins putting the bong down and going whoa man i had the craziest vision <laughs> well what about this it it you uh it's the last scene of the of the movie and then it starts pulling out and then it's Scott Atkins staring at a bong. Yeah. And, and Connor's like, what do you think he sees in there? And and Dr. Anna Pham's like, we'll never know. It um, just turns into the stoner version of St. Elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> He's been like that for 10 years. <laughs> just staring at this bong. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would make the movie make more sense in in my head. Honestly, it would <laughs> yeah, make more sense. I'd be like, that's oh, now all of a sudden the logical jumps add up. I wouldn't even feel cheated if that was the ending no. of this movie. Because you know I will mean? say this: this is one of the 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 more uh, bizarre endings we've gotten. One of the more one of the least satisfying endings we've gotten from one of these movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, now that now Connor and the scientist, uh, Doctor Gong, are on the slab where they're putting these things on people's necks, and it is Doctor mm -hmm. Gong who goes, "Okay, 
I'll distract the guard while you run off. And this will get him killed. Get him killed. And Connor won't escape. He'll come back and fight the guy, which he could have just done After in the first he's place. already killed so, Dr. Gong. Dr. Gong dies for literally no reason. I also like after Connor beats this guy up, he looks down at Dr. Gong's dead body for like a beat. And then he just goes, all right. <laughs> like there's no like, oh, no, Dr. Gong died. It's more just like, I guess he's dead. Okay, well, back to the movie. Well, why would he? I mean, he doesn't have any sort of relationship to this character. No. Uh, Scott Atkins has more of the relationship with this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, there's, he has no reason to care about this person, I suppose. Like, no narrative reason, no. anyways. No. Yeah. Connor's running deeper into wherever this is. <laughs> the alien palace in a world that's not their home world. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also not Earth. Yeah, but very uh, much not Earth. The upside down, if you will. <laughs> I was gonna say the mirror dimension from uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. Uh, mm-hmm. So, which Scott Adkins in Doctor Strange, by the way? Uh, oh, really? The, the oh, first, I the didn't first know that. one, yeah. He's he's Kaecilius's main henchman. He's the guy who ends up. Uh, he's the guy who fights Doctor Strange in the astral form. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's gotcha. that's Scott Adkins. Um, mm, cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, so he, uh, uh, Connor's running around, and what's this? <laughs> I'm doing a lot of the Batman 66 narrator. What's this? Um, <laughs> because how else do you transition? I, I mean, honestly, this would have helped if this movie is doing that, because then at least I'd be ready for the startling story. Narrated by Adam West. Yeah. Then Scott Adkins chose to run to the alien palace. Uh, better movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but Scott Adkins now has one of those things on his neck and he's being mind controlled so we can get the Connor Adkins fight. Yes. Ding, 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 Quinn, by oh, the way, God. apparently is Scott Adkins' name. Eh? Mm, medicine Woman. <laughs> he's, a, he's a descendant of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at the more like this on IMDb for Scott Adkins. I swear all of his movies have the same poster, basically. <laughs> it's all just like him staring intensely, either holding a gun or he's got a gun holstered or something. Uh, I just I just love that Scott intentionally wants to be in it. You know, he's yeah. like, this is this is the dream. I don't need to be in like big but budget no. Hollywood. No, he's very he's very clear about this was the goal were the B action movies. Um yeah. okay, we have to see incoming Lisman. It's Scott Adkins on a space station. Excellent. Yeah, this is this yeah. seems very up our alley. Incoming. Even, it- even though we hate, we didn't really like this movie. I'm still willing to watch any movie that Scott Atkins is in. Well, so. next year we're devoting an entire month to him, so uh, as we should we get a whole month of Atkins. So stay tuned for that, everybody, because uh, and that won't even scratch the service. We could do like a year of Atkins probably if we really we wanted, could, but uh, yeah, I don't think we should. But uh, one could, maybe if we need it, you yeah, know? like yeah. we might be in an emotional state where we need a full year of Scott Adkins. Yeah, it's like we that's our emergency button to hit on here is like year of Adkins, exactly. <laughs> or it's a thing where we just keep renewing it month after month. We're like, what do you think next month more Adkins? Yeah, and it just ends up being yeah. a year we never get out. Well, of we'll it. get to other films eventually, but like I'm yeah. just not in a place to move I on just from need, Scott. I just know? need some more Scott right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they have their big fight here that is weird because he takes the alien thing off of Scott Adkins neck and Scott Adkins is fine then it seemed to kill the other guys when they took it off the neck 
So, okay, I had the same uh, confusion last night, and I think Maggie explained it in a way that made it make sense. <laughs> I love the idea that Maggie's like, no, no, I've cracked this. Uh... <laughs> She's cracked the code, okay? Yeah. She's, yeah. So, so the reason why the other people died when it was removed from them is because they received damage that would have killed a human being. So Scott Atkins didn't, therefore removing it doesn't kill him. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that So there is a logic there. It's not explained at Uh all in this uh movie. So like it is confusing, but I think that is first off though, he is able to overpower the control apparently by saying his daughter's name, which I like that the hypnosis safe word also overcomes the alien technological <laughs> mind control apparently, uh, apparently yeah good lord that's yeah. convenient I, it's a it's a setup and payoff that does happen but doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense yeah that oh boy that really worked out for them didn't it yeah yeah know. yeah real lucky Whew. there yeah Whew. uh and so they're like quick we have to find the doctor oh no what's this she's a shriveled corpse <laughs> she gets one line before she dies yeah and uh, but it's she's an old woman. Like they took the the youth from her or something. Well, because they needed a new face for their human forms, and so it's now three aliens that look like her. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Great. Weird. This is all weird. Weird. Know. And also, if you're gonna have somebody be the face of the villain, maybe have that person be slightly charismatic. <laughs> like have a slightly charismatic on-screen well, presence. I like, then they go, I like Scott asking me, he's like, you fucking cowards. At least have the decency to show us your true forms. <laughs> I love that Scott Atkins impression is just like a degree or two off of a Jason Statham Yeah, it's, it's a slightly less intense uh, Statham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have those two done a movie together? Because we need them in a film together. I I would love to see those two in a movie together. I'm trying to think, has Adkins been a... Because Adkins, I don't think he's been in a Fast and Furious, and that seems unacceptable. He should. That seems yeah, that unacceptable. Yeah, that is a shame. Uh, yeah. i got to see if he did sneak into one, because you get a lot of people in there playing, like, henchmen and stuff. Because uh, yes. that's where you get, like, Tony Jaw is in one of them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you get, I, but no, I don't think he has. Whoa. He's been in Expendables, but he is that not. That makes sense. Yeah, he was in Expendables too, but he's not been in Fast and Furious. Man, hmm. come on. That's an, well, he's going to be in John Wick, which of course, of course, he's got to be in John Wick. That makes all the sense. Wait, so so uh, him and Jason Statham were in the Expendables together. That is true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. never mind. That's... I think they even had a fight scene, if I'm not mistaken. They might have. They might have. I believe have. they did. Yeah, because they, they covered it on the Corridor crew. It was like very, they were talking about how it was sort of dimly lit, I think. Yes, I think was, you're right. complain about it. Yes, there you go. They did act together. I think he's one yeah. of Van Damme's henchmen in Expendables too. Uh, and then what was the other thing oh he is he's also in a Bourne film he did fight Matt Damon in a Bourne film as well oh cool yeah so that's good so he's because he you know gets he gets in there stuff like that he's in the new uh, Lisbon a movie that uh, we might have to do some kind of bonus or something I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Day Shift no it's Jamie Foxx's new Netflix movie so it's a vampire movie made by the fight crew from the John Wick movies okay I'm interested. Yeah, I am interested uh, Scott in Adkins is in that apparently as well. But it's it's cool. Jamie Foxx as a mercenary vampire hunter uh, with the insane John Wick level fight scenes where he takes on vampires. 
cool yeah yeah that sounds great it looks awesome uh so yeah uh is it called is it a blade movie it it, kind of feels like a blade Blade movie movie. yeah it seems a little blade like yeah day shift uh Mm. some motherfuckers always be trying to ice skate uphill um (laughs) one of the greatest lines in film history uh, is in blade uh all right let's uh (laughs) uh oh can we just talk about yeah this movie does the so when you see uh anna fam yeah dr anna fam as an old lady Mm -hmm. they don't just get an old lady no play it they do the worst possible option that they could do with a 2.9 million budget which is try to cg an old person face onto her body you got that right why yeah why (laughs) that doesn't make any sense just get an old lady to do it i don't like what yeah why are you making this needlessly difficult for yourself i know like there's no way you're gonna pull off a marvel or disney level no even marvel and disney do it it, it's to varying degrees of success you know what i mean they have all the money in the fucking world right right so like because because it's so hard (laughs) animating on a human face is maybe the hardest thing you can do like Yes. To, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah. And here, it, so it she, is an atrocious effect. She looks like her face wow. is made of stone. She looks like a gargoyle. Yes. Yeah. I think gargoyle like, is a perfect description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I forgot. I forgot about that. I just saw the note uh, note here to mention yeah. it. But yeah. I well. And so when they do, then they do. Uh, it's so funny that they take Anna's face because then they immediately turn into this green crystalline form. <laughs> yeah, there's another transformation immediately after they take her form, which is like a crystalline serpent. Yeah, monster that then breathes knockout gas. <laughs> that also, oh. God, this is the second. This is where the second knockout gas scene. Takes so place. now Scott Scott Adkins wakes up and his hands are tied together and he's hung up on a pipe hanging from the ceiling. Yes, uh, both of them are. I believe. Yeah, yeah. But I like when. As this is going on, he's trying to shimmy off of that pipe, and one of the aliens goes, "Oh no, you don't!" and just curls the end of the pipe so he can't get it straight up. I love that. Yeah, very oh, funny. Oh, oh, almost got me there, Scott Adkins. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're hanging from the ceiling, uh, and this is where we find out. Okay. This is the reveal of their big plan. They need to get back to the. This is so interesting because mild spoilers from Miss Marvel. This is kind of the plot of the villains in Miss Marvel is they need to use her powers mm-hmm. to get them back to their own dimension. Uh, except it's all That's on true. Earth and they don't have some weird middle dimension. Um, <laughs> and uh, like it actually makes sense from a character standpoint. Uh, hmm. <laughs> weird. Yeah, I know, right? It doesn't. Uh, I, I don't. I don't follow John. Yeah, what do I you don't, mean? Yeah, it's like uh, it like really adds up to the themes of the show. Uh, <laughs> themes? Uh, yeah, character hmm. work. No, that doesn't make. Arcs? It. I don't. I don't, I don't follow. Uh, yeah. Structure. This is a foreign concept to me. John. Yeah. Uh, so they've kidnapped multiple people from Earth, including Scott Adkins' daughter and Connor's mm-hmm. wife. Yes. Because they are people with immense chi. Yeah, so the, it's like a, it's like a. They're they're trying to combine science fiction with sort of like Eastern philosophy. And that's fine if they want to do that, but you can't just toss that shit in. 
You're right. Exactly. She is a measurable energy, and we are going to use it to power our Deus Ex Machina device. Right. And Um, so they've attached these collars to everybody that will drain them of their chi. mm -hmm. And then I guess that pendant will tell them where to go? Yeah, it's like a navigating device. Yeah, I guess that's the idea. And so that's going to get them to open up a big green portal back to their home world. Mm-hmm. Yes. But uh, finally, Connor, the way Connor defeats this is by just tackling one of the aliens into the beam of the thing. So how did they get lo- How did Connor get loose? Yeah, they don't really show that. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just they have, stopped Scott from being able to. Break I just free, have Connor, Connor escape like, shackles. I don't really. I didn't write down how. He, but he tackles yeah. alien an alien through the portal, and mm-hmm. that shuts it down and frees everyone. Yes. So yeah, them going through the portal uh, erases the shackles around Scott Atkins's arms as mm-hmm. well as all of the cages. It's weird what was disappeared, well, like what disappeared after this and what didn't. You know what I mean? Right. It seems arbitrary. Um, why certain maybe metal objects disappear? I, I'm maybe looking into the logic of something that was not thought out <laughs> at all. I guess I'm realizing the the foolishness of of such a uh, yeah. yeah yeah. I don't. Uh... Uh, but yeah yeah. Uh, uh, Connor saves the day through. Um, but he's gone. He finally a hero, and and, and it would be great if the wife like, like if Scott went up to the wife and said, "I'm so sorry about what your husband." He he, and she's like, "It's he's a hero." Like, oh, that would have know. been something. That would have been at yeah. least an attempt at at like an arc, some sort of payoff. Yeah, uh, of it. Fair point. I guess there, he was yeah. a hero after all, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. yeah. Now, instead, she's just like, oh, no, he's gone. And Scott is like, who cares? Got my daughter back. <laughs> Feck off. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it goes to days later. Yes. And the uh, Connor's wife is just standing around listening to the radio. Or no, I she's not. She's, bed, she's yeah. asleep and the radio turns yeah. on. And there's yes. this staticky voice on it. And she's like. Connor, is that you? Yeah, it turns into the ending of an X Files episode here. Yeah, I did not expect this to be the end of the movie. Then, just immediately, the movie <laughs> yes. stops. Pretty weird. <laughs> is it setting up a sequel? I think so. Think going I think yeah. so. Abduction to yeah. the other side or something. You know. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Abducted. Yeah. There you go. Abduction. Abducted. Uh. Yeah. Uh terrible reducted reducted oh. unabducted uh i don't know unabducted oh uh. god <laughs> and then the because the, she's like connor is that you and he's like yeah and then the movie just ends yeah like, and i was like yeah i don't have to watch this piece of shit anymore oh it's over yeah no we're done whoo yeah. this thing stunk man Oof, it was i don't have it was any bad. one-liners i don't think there's a kill of the movie worth talking about no i no, think this is just this movie's better left forgotten it's just a turd <laughs> yeah you know, that needs to be flushed it really is and it's a forgettable one you know what i mean it's not even yeah. like 
hilariously memorably bad. It's just bad and like I never have to think about this again. Yeah, and the more you think about it, the more the the worse it is. I think. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, because I came into this podcast like the start of this, the recording of this being like I had fun with like the fight scenes and stuff, and I love Scott. Yeah, but now I'm kind of mad because we had to talk about it and like realized just how atrocious the storytelling uh, in this movie was. Um, yeah, it's pretty it, bad. It, it comes in waves. Yeah. Um, now I had to, uh, well, as you know, Lisman, it is always my mission in life to find the strangest IMDb reviews for this movie. I had to really yeah. dig to find anyone saying anything remotely interesting about this movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, I did find this comes to us from IMDb user uh, Sesk Fabulous. Uh, and the title of the review <laughs> is very surprised was expecting the usual bang bang fight fight but this was very different bit like the matrix aliens and terminator it's nothing like any of those movies uh, <laughs> uh the acting from the three leads are okay put it this way it was on in the background and after 10 minutes i was glued to the screen it's very original Eight out of ten stars. Oof. <laughs> wow. I can't agree with any of that. I like the idea that, like, I just put on, like, whatever, and then they just got so engrossed in it, and they just got sucked in. Because when yeah. I said, when they said initially when I was reading that, it said, put it this way, it was on in the background, I thought, like, good, yeah, that's kind of the, that yeah, if you sense. just have it on yeah. in the background, check it when there's a fight scene, and then go about what mm -hmm. you're doing. No, I like the yeah. idea of I put it on the background, but then I couldn't look away. Because this thing away. also so original. I... It's like a it's like a, a car crash in slow motion. I just couldn't look away. <laughs> uh, okay, so so that was their review. Uh, well, uh, our old pal Bruce didn't check this movie out, but I do have uh, a somewhat tangentially related review here. Uh, so it's time for another segment of the winning opinion. Uh, all right. This is a uh, Bruce, as we know, is not a science fiction fan, right? Mm. Not a sci-fi mm. guy. But Lisman, his opinion might be changing just a bit. <gasps> That's right, because Bruce watched Judge Dread, not oh, okay, not Dread, the Sylvester Stallone 1990s Judge Dread movie. Okay, great. Yeah, and here is Bruce's review. It is titled. I actually watched good science fiction. <laughs> I do like the action and violence, even though it was science fiction. I like the shooting. There's quite an abundance of that. I like the vehicle pursuit scenes. I like the punching and kicking and exploding. So because I watch sci-fi, I have a world of other movies at my disposal. Five out of five stars. Now, I kind of enjoy the 90s Judge Dredd. It's a very silly sure. movie, but I like Stallone. Yeah. It's not a good mm. take on the comics, and the Carl Urban movie is a fucking brilliant action sci-fi film. But I just love yeah. the idea that Bruce is like, I finally found good sci-fi, like one of the most abhorred science fiction movies of the nineties, <laughs> <laughs> because there was there's an abundance of shoot. I mean, he's right about that. Stallone shoots a lot of people in it. <laughs> I, I mean, it is a sci-fi film that feels like a dumb action movie. So, yeah, yeah. I I, I have another recommendation for him that ties in with uh, one of our commentaries over on the patron. Uh, he would fucking love Demolition Man. 
Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. He would absolutely love Demolition Man. So watch that mm -hmm. one next. If Stallone, if it's a sci-fi movie with Stallone, then you're gonna want to watch that, Bruce. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't like this, so how about we come up with another science fiction vehicle specifically? Yes. For mm -hmm. Scott Adkins here, uh, and fire up our handy dandy action movie title generator and uh, see if we can't come up with something uh, a little better uh, for Scott here. Uh, let me uh, fire this thing up here. <laughs> it is gas powered, so let me, I gotta prime it. And then, uh, all right, <laughs> here we crank go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right, here it is. Uh, this is uh, Scott Adkins in Alerted by the Revolution. Ooh. Alerted by the revolution so immediately obviously i'm thinking the science fiction revolution dystopian future sure yes mm -hmm. yes so I, I mean this man there's a lot of avenues to go here he's alerted by the revolution so it took him by surprise yes i, I, I would assume so that means it's got to be a society at least from his perspective that is seemingly working at the beginning of the movie it's yeah and perhaps it's one of those like he was ignorant to maybe the more negative aspects like his prosperity uh is on the backs of uh right. so, some other societies suffering so you've that got robots you've got you know oh, there you go there you go the human race has reached extreme like comfort right everyone yes. is looked after it's a seemingly yes. socialist paradise everyone exactly. has wealth and accumulation and food and mm -hmm. resources but exactly it is at the expense of a slave race of robots yes exactly so it's a little kind of um, it's, it's almost like wally but like a darker wally yes robots it do is, everything it is a, for people but, yes. but they're living in this almost like ancient rome sort of you know world of decadence mm -hmm. uh instead of being like fat lazy people everybody's like you know almost like um Oh, uh, like statuesque, statuesque, you know? antebellum South, large yeah. houses, fancy parties, beautiful yeah. clothing, uh, yeah. you know, bourgeois kind of society that's ignoring exactly. this until mm -hmm. the robot revolution. Yeah. And what if, uh, what if Scott's, uh, well, I don't know if this is a little too far, but Scott's, <laughs> uh, consciousness gets drawn into a machine. Sure. You know? sure uh, at at the like right before like they the robots needed to swap uh yeah. they needed to take his consciousness out of his body and maybe replace there you go like, put something scott in wakes up god. as a robot yes uh and that's how he has learned of the injustices that you know that there fall, you go. fallen upon the human you know this is this so, is actually more sci-fi than like i mean there's action in it too but it's definitely yes. a little bit headier sci-fi than something like abduction uh yes that is true uh, i mean we we can put some some fist fights in oh, there no, where, I mean, there'll be know. plenty of that kind of stuff too but i like this as a uh as as the beginnings of of something there yeah and he's yeah scott yeah. adkins is alerted by the revolution yeah i like this yeah I'd watch that i'd movie. see this yeah i think there's right. a lot to explore there yeah well look yeah. for that at your uh, at your local red box uh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing a little bit more of a thinky one. Uh, yes. Well, I'll tell you something, Lisman. That there is no way in hell it's gonna be thinky because it's two of the 
dumbest meatheads we can think of in a movie <laughs> is next week's film, which is entitled Maximum Conviction. Yeah. Uh, yes. And it stars the pairing we've all been waiting for, Steven mm. Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve v. Steve. And yes, I know you're wondering. They both have giant machine guns on the poster that are blasting away as shell casings are raining down on the viewer. <laughs> Here's what's nice about this movie coming up. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. There's no false expectations no. here. No, I think we... I, I know exactly what to expect. Yeah. I get a full week to fully mentally prepare for this. Yeah. And I think I'll be the better for it. Well, and as always, and this will fit with this, Lisman, would you like to hear the tagline for this movie? Yes. I think this yes. will match our expectations. Maximum Great. security. Maximum firepower. Maximum conviction. Yeah, pretty generic. Uh, <laughs> As they just blast away with their big old machine guns. Yeah. Uh, and Seagal's wearing sunglasses and a backwards ball cap. Great. Yeah. <laughs> we are. And this is pre. This is pre goatee. Pre goatee. This is 2012 okay. uh, Seagal. So right on the right before the beginning of the tiny sunglasses. This was about where he started having stunt doubles do running for him. This is just about that. He does seem to be up yeah. and about in this movie. Uh, he does. He does yeah, he does stand in it. So this but is he's, like still standing era. He's got glasses. Uh, They're not the tiny ones yet. He's got more of like the tactical sunglasses in this, but he seems to be wearing those the whole movie. Great. Uh, because, yeah, to hide the fact that his eyes are riddled with like, yeah. blood, you know, and bloodshot. Something's wrong with his eyes. I'm I'm yeah. certain of that now because he always seems to make a point to hide the eyes. Then yeah. we're going to get to the goatee to take some of the, uh, you know, some of the look away from the jowls, I think is what well, well, I'm always yes. taking that to be distract from that a bit. Uh, and mm-hmm. of course, in classic fashion of one of these, it's Seagal, Steve Austin, and then no one you've ever heard of. exactly so there you go there you go uh so that's uh maximum conviction next week on the show but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the action shelf i'm john campbell i'm michael lisman till next week get yourself some action the action shelf Action Show